When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hour number two, Jeff Kepper, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. And uh, remember to like and subscribe if you're watching on War Chant TV. Find me on Twitter at Jay Cameron Show. Hope you had a good weekend. By the way, I was just watching during the break. If you have, uh, if you if you look at uh, college football classics on Twitter, today's was Florida State thirty nine, North Carolina 13, uh, 1998. Tom, I bring it up because go ahead and get angry if you look at those uniforms. Ninety eight is where it's at. Look at them. They're gorgeous. Were they the uh, the garnet pants that day? Nope, gold pants. It's a home game. It's uh, Winky going uh, for for three thirty eight, two touchdowns. Peter Warwick three receptions, one hundred twenty five yards and a touchdown. It's a uh, it's a it's a fun game. It's college football classics on Twitter at classics CFB. Cool. I've never followed them before. Yeah, um, I don't think it's a a huge. I don't think it has a huge following. I stumbled across them. Here I am giving them love. I don't know. It could be run by a bunch of malcontents. I don't know. could be. Who knows? But uh, the, the point is, it's um, it's got occasionally a little something for all of us. Oh, yeah. Those unis look good. Aren't those and, nice? Uh, we cannot share that. I didn't realize it was a video clip. I thought it was a still. That would get us in trouble. But look at those. There it is. Yeah. Those are nice. Woo! Someday, buddy. Someday. Yeah, I was there that night. I'm just uh, noting, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. You and I would walk into the, the room and say, "Okay, we're getting this right once and for all." There it is. That's right. it. We're done. Well, it's like when the Buccaneers went back to it. You know, that's a short meeting. You want to do what we did before? Yeah. Okay. Done. There's your meeting. That would be the meeting at Florida State for the the True Garnet Committee. All of it. Like it'd have a great name. We'd be in the boardroom. Hey, do you guys want to do what we had in thirteen for the championship? Yeah. Great. Good. Good. I like Call it. Nike. Yeah. This was easy. Thanks, everybody. Great work. Recap real quick, if you missed it, when we started the show, uh, not a great weekend for Florida State, obviously, uh, starting with basketball and Oles Fall yet again. This season appears to be a lost season. Very interested to see what Coach Hamilton and staff do this offseason. Um, we're not used to this, and I like that we're so spoiled and that we've gotten so spoiled over the last five years that this kind of doesn't sit right, does it? to be in the midst of important basketball games throughout the country, and I'm watching a ton of college basketball right now, and and to just feel like we're not part of it at all, it hurts. But the only reason it does is because we've grown to have real expectations of our program. And for a long time, this was just the norm. But it's not anymore. It's not normal for us to be sort of an also-ran uh, without little in the way of prospects. And for Florida State, 
you know, it's insult to injury every week right now. Not only are they in the midst of a losing streak, but they've already lost Malik Osborne for the season. They lost Nahima Cloud basically for the season. Anthony Polite misses this game due to injury. Just one guy after the next. Butler misses the second half of this game. He gets hurt in game. So we're just constantly dealing with stuff that uh, is awfully difficult to overcome, and they're not able to. And they didn't shoot it well. Wake turned it over a gazillion times, 26, I think, to be exact. Gave us a chance to be in this game. It was a four-point game, under three minutes to play. You're holding out hope. But I think they ran out of gas. They just don't have a lot going for them right now. Caleb Mills leads the way with 15 points, 10 in the second half. Um, I think gave everything he had. Matthew Cleveland just doesn't shoot the ball well at all. And it's very frustrating because if he did, uh, he'd be a 20-point-a-game guy. But he doesn't. His ba- his baskets come at the rim, which Makes is it fine. interesting, the offseason, whatever calls he's getting or or you know people are whispering in his ear. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I wonder... Um, Corey and I talked about this last night on the Smash, but you know, when it comes to pro prospects or any one and done candidate, a lot of times people conflate whatever it is they did in college for that singular season to their pro value. And of course, the two are not linked really. It's about your body type and your upside and what you're going to grow into and what they think you'll become when you get to concentrate on basketball full time with pro coaches year round. You know, it changes everything. I mean, obviously, Scotty Barnes right now in the NBA is a, a, an entirely different-looking player than he was here in the college game. But he was drafted based on that wingspan, that body type, the physicality, his age, all of the factors that you would look at to say he projects incredibly well. But also the league is a very different league. It, it, it doesn't play the way college basketball does. And so when you watch guys transition sometimes, they go from looking uh, you know, fairly pedestrian in the college game to right off the bat uh, a much better version of themselves in a more difficult league, and people have a hard time reconciling that. Wait, wait a minute, he's better in the pros than he was here? How's that even possible? Well, again, he's got pro coaching, it's year-round, he's paid to do nothing but play basketball incessantly, and also the rules are different. So, you know, you, you can go ahead and make a run at the rim and play downhill if you're a big-body, long-armed leaper like him, because anytime you get anywhere close to the top of the key, people are either going to move or get dunked on, because there are no charges. Not in the NBA because they're men. And in college, referees just yeah. want to call a charge a second. And, and half-court defensive rotations are different, all that Very stuff. Different. Yeah. All of it's different. So I say all of that to say this. Matthew Cleveland, you look at him and you see how springy he is and how twitchy he is and how thick he is, and people are going to go, yeah, he can't shoot. Well, we'll teach him to shoot. He's young. We'll, we'll teach him to shoot. Right, but the question is, with the shooting touch, I think this is a bit of a different animal in terms of what your guaranteed money would be as a pro prospect Well, right how far now. down do you fall? Right, right. yes. And yes. so if you're trying to make sure that you maximize your guaranteed money, if you work on your shot one more year, you're not going to be any less explosive after another season of college seasoning. Um, use that word twice, but you get the point. If he works on his shot, shows improvement, puts that out there on tape, then maybe you're talking about a lottery pick next year. That might not concern him. Maybe it's start the clock sooner, get me my money faster. Fine. Whatever you want to do, but this one is a bit of a different animal to me than some of the Oh, know, it's definitely a different animal than yeah, yeah. So like Jonathan Isaac needed not come back. There was no way. You gotta go get your money now. Yeah, and and, and there was no reason for Scotty Barnes to come back. Or Patrick Williams. Yeah. Well, Patrick Williams is a freak. It's a shame he got hurt. But uh, The Beasley one was interesting, but what more are you going to be? You know, uh, you're a shooter. You're a shooter and you're a perimeter player. So there wasn't anything more he could learn. In this case, there is a finite thing that you could point to as a flaw that might cost him some cash. I think if he falls down um, to where it's a question whether or not he'll go in the first round, 
then you got a shot at getting him back. If he's a guaranteed first rounder, you got no chance to get him back. He's he's going to take on down the road. Well, but the drop off between first and second round and the guaranteed money is so significant that you don't take that chance. Also, I'm sure they probably know the answer anyway over there in the basketball facility. Not just because they see him every day, but because you know whether a kids going to class or not. And one and dones tend to not not here necessarily, but just in general, one and dones don't focus on the spring semester very much. So you could probably guess based upon at least that. It's funny with Patrick Williams, though. It is. It is interesting to watch how quickly you can assess a guy and say, let's just ignore the numbers and let's look at him. And with Patrick Williams, I think within 10 games, you and I were kind of like, oh, well, that's that. Yeah. yeah that's, I, uh, that's the end of that. Might have gotten into conference season a little bit, but <laughs> you didn't get to this point in the calendar yeah. and not know. By the February of that year, like, yeah, well, let's just see how good he can be before he leaves. Yeah, we knew then. We were like, it's over. He is taking it on down the road, and he's such a talent. So... I root for all these guys. It's good for Florida State. It's uh, These kids that come here have to acquiesce, as I've described many times, to a certain set of rigors and disciplines that uh, a lot of kids don't have to deal with at other programs. But Hamilton is I- ensuring that those guys, uh, no matter how talented they are, uh, fall under a set of uh, parameters that he's had in place for a very long time, and that ensures uh, that everybody be able to play together and get along. But at the same time, uh, you know, that that's all well and good. Winning games is of the utmost importance. So when everybody's winning, people are free to come off the bench and they're happy to do it. When you're not winning games, it does get a little dicey. So it's going to be interesting to watch what guys do what at the end of this season and why and who else does he bring in because this is not going to be a season that we're going to hang our hat on and feel real good about. Uh, it's not me ripping the staff. It's me just pointing out this is substandard to what they've established over the last five years, and it's also a group that's just been injury-riddled with question marks as to who comes back and who doesn't. Yeah, it reminds me of um, when this whole thing started with 2.0 of uh, our program and, and the skill that it showed, and you'd gotten past the you cited last hour. This is the first time we lost four games in a row since we lost five in a row the year of Bacon and Beasley. Mm-hmm. That next season, when you had the line changes and the defensive effort for, for you know 12 minutes, 15 minutes a game from Trent Forrest and C.J. Walker, it's almost like those guys had to start this year. You know, If, the, if you didn't have a front-line group of five at Florida State and those two had come on campus and were playing, that's kind of where we are in, in the experience department. And how good would Trent have looked as a true freshman if you had to count on him for closer to 30 minutes a night rather than he could give you max effort for a shorter period of time? So that's where I have my patience. But the thing is, you're right, when you're looking at this roster, it's not as simple as one more year of seasoning and we have all the answers we need. No. There are some things that need to be addressed in the offseason. It's just a matter of, is Coach Ham going to dip into the high school waters even more, or is he going to look at the transfer portal? for either undergrad players or graduate transfers. Should be interesting. Should be really interested. Uh, interesting, I should say. Uh, Bruce wants to know, do you think a sports psychologist would help the basketball team? <laughs> well, I'll answer that. Help res- the fans. Resoundingly so. Uh, the answer is yes. Uh, I'm friends with and uh, am followed by Dr. Brett McCabe. That was funny. Come on. Got to give me credit for that. that I, mean, uh... <laughs> I don't have the mic on here. I mean, we were chuckling. <laughs> Anyhow... Uh, Dr. Brett McCabe is uh, a clinical sports psychologist and motivational speaker, a lot of things. He is a national champion baseball player from LSU, and he is a consulting psychologist with a lot of teams, including Florida State. Uh, in terms of golf, he, he works with them. I think he's worked with some of the other programs. And I've had the good fortune of speaking with him about his chosen profession, of which he is an expert, and I find it infinitely fascinating. I could talk with him for hours. I think he gets bored with me, but I just ask him question after question after question after question. And 
the answer is for all of us that uh, yes, yes. I mean, you could absolutely, and I'm sure that they have access and do utilize the services of a sports psychologist. But when you're young and you're missing major pieces to the puzzle, and it's not the same every week. This guy's out for this length of time. This guy misses two games. This guy misses three games. This guy's going to miss the season. This guy hurt his hand. He's going to miss two. It, it's it's really all of the uh, mental conditioning and the processes one goes through to kind of be prepared for the moment, if you will, uh, to be able to handle the anxiousness and the stress that you feel as a student athlete when things get going rough. None of it's really going to matter. They don't right now. Florida State does not. Florida State does not have the horses. That's what this is about. This is not about like being mentally weak or having yeah, complacent. Been, yeah, no, they just absolutely do not have the horses currently, and it's very, very uh, frustrating. I, I just uh, that's what makes it hard for me to watch. It's like you're not at full strength. You were already flawed, but when you did have your guys, you were winning games. Yeah, well, they can't take the Duke game back. You know, in the two Miami wins, it, they were overachieving, and it felt it. It felt that way, but we were saying it earlier in the year. If you've got a 50-50 chance to win a game, it's close under four timeout. You need to win every one of those just because you don't know when you're going to be in that position again. We are more likely to get blown out than blow somebody out, and that's before this rash of injuries because of the way we're flawed. But we fought. I mean, we got to 6-2. and two. That was an unbelievable achievement. It looked like I told you, you know, the barometer for this thing is my first wedding anniversary is the first day of the tournament. It's, it's March 17th. And Jamie and I have constantly had a conversation in the house, like, all right, are we going to dinner on the anniversary, or am I working somewhere? Am I going to Greenville to cover an NCAA tournament game? Well, I think it's safe to say now we can have reservations for that night for dinner. I could do the selfish thing since my anniversary is actually this week, Tom, and it, and it falls on a weekend. It falls on, you know, how great is that, right? It's wonderful. It rarely happens. The selfish thing that I could what engage a blessing. in. Yeah. The selfish thing that I could, <laughs> that I could engage in. I gotcha. You did get me. Uh, is is to to go ahead and throw it out there. Where should we go? What restaurant should we go to? Oh yeah, in case any of the Mater D's are listening. No, no, no. Yeah. Just a, it's just an innocent question. Uh, no, no, no. I, I don't want a freebie at all. Uh, I just no. That's not what I'm looking for. Unless it's a Whataburger. <laughs> I want. Uh, I I want to go somewhere outside of Tallahassee. I think. Um, and I love, there are plenty of people here that I love in Tallahassee and uh, that are friends and or business partners or both. All of that's and true. like the athletic department. You're just going to outsource, huh? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm looking around. Uh, I, I went to Thomasville over the weekend. You know, there's a bustling downtown in Thomasville, Tom. It's a big market. <laughs> but we've gone a lot of different. I, I'm looking for a hidden gym. A hidden gym. It's like something that's on I-10 and, and yeah, yeah, you know, like some people know about. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm seriously looking for a hidden gym. I want somebody to be like, oh, you don't know about this over in Wasissa? No, I don't. And I just made that up. Maybe there is a great place in Wasissa. I don't know. But, uh, yes, let's, somebody let me know. Somebody let me know. Because I'm trying to surprise my wife. She didn't listen to the program. She didn't care anything about the Jeff Cameron Show. So there's no way she'll hear this. She won't know anything about it. She and cares then, about those super chats. But she wants to know. She she doesn't need to know. You guys could get back to me. Next thing you know, she'll never see this on the chat. She'll never know. We'll be good to go. Somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, have you not heard of the the Stone Pony? It's right over off of you know, wherever." And I'll be, "Oh, wow, hun, guess what? This weekend we're going to the Stone Pony." She'd say, "I'm not into that." And I'd say, "No, no, you don't understand. The Stone Pony's not that." So Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. <laughs>
So, you know, during the show, you try to check between different uh, formats or different social media or whatever it might be, just to make sure we're answering questions. And also, if news is breaking, I, I know right now there's not. I mean, we're all just holding on for dear life until we get to the spring game. I mean, that's, that's kind of, let's be honest, what we're doing here. Now, this, this week's a little bit more interesting as the week goes on because you do get the Super Bowl, which is exciting. But that said, uh, I saw where somebody, uh, you know, I was looking at, on Twitter during the break, that uh, this person said, I'm on the Jeff Cameron Show train, which suggests we should have already been doing this a long time ago. So I start scrolling back up to see what this is. And they're talking about NIL laws and whether or not Florida is going to, you know, do the right thing so that we're on par with everybody else. And this person was, was basically quoting me saying, well, if they don't, who cares? Just go on doing what you're... Exactly! Exactly! Just make sure you don't leave an electronic trail, you know, and, and there we go. Yeah, I mean, exactly. What are we doing? Let's get with the getting. I've been talking about it forever. Just whatever you have to do. I'd be the worst. I, I would let it slip. If I mean, I, Mike Norvell is so buttoned up, and he is media savvy. And he does get it, and he's a smart guy, and he can read between the lines. So if I were him, you know, I would do what he's doing, which is to be careful, but at the same time, I would do so under the full understanding that I have got to get with the getting in terms of winning some damn games this year is a very, very important year. And uh, moving forward, I'm no longer going to be able to have the caveat of what we've referenced several times over in his brief tenure. Now, in earnest, we're talking about Winning with proof positive that there will be more winning on the way. That's what this looks like. It's like, here's a little helping of winning. You like that? There's some more of this winning coming up in the future, too. Get an even larger sample size. So that's what this year is. Like, if you win eight games this year, then you're like, okay, well, that's eight wins. All right, all right. I like that. That was, that was good. That was good. I'd like a little bit more. I thought we were going to have to call a meeting. See, I don't have to. Don't have Beautiful. to. That's good. That's good. Will the plate size lengthen will become deeper will i get more food for my investment the following year maybe this becomes a 9 10 win feast if so all right now we're moving in the right direction but if it's not that then everybody's like well i want better portions this is not getting it done that's how this is going to end up so i would cheat my ass off knowing that i got to get there in a hurry Whatever well, I got to do. Who's going to be the state's attorney who comes after a, a university for NIL laws if they're trying to bring better talent and more money to the Correct. state? Correct. Yeah. Correct. They're not. Yeah. Let's go. There's no reason. This shouldn't even. It probably isn't a debate. I would hope not. It's just that you got to be careful about phone calls versus emails and texts. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, if we're all in a room. And we're having this. There it is. My downfall would be that we'd all be in the room and somebody would have been out to get me. And it would be the most hilarious tape that the nation ever heard from a coach. <laughs> Earlier that, today, Coach yeah. Jeff Cameron. On That's tape. what you'd have to worry about yeah. is like another coach, you know, yeah, is in yeah, cahoots yeah. with Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could see it. It would be like, what are we talking about over here, Steve? Of course you need to pay that kid his money and get him a deal. We talked about this already. Fellas, we are talking about cheating. Yeah. And breaking NIL laws. how for it I am around every turn. If you're not cheating, you will be fired. I cannot make this any clearer. Yeah. In fact, if I find out you're not cheating to the best of your ability every waking second of each day, I'm going to have to let you go. I'm going to have to let you go. I'm going to fire you for not cheating. I see Richard over there is recording this. Good. Richard, distribute this message to everybody (laughs) that's in this meeting so they're reminded. Uh, 
Richard. Pat him down. We may have to off Richard before the end of this meeting. <laughs> Richard, you could be in some trouble. Go see my friends at Orange Theory Fitness, everybody. First class, always free. It immediately removes whatever intimidation factor you feel about Orange Theory Fitness. Some people do. I've been told that, so I bring it up a lot. Because I think what happens is people walk by there and they see people in there working. Getting themselves in shape. Feeling better about who they are. Huge strides forward in their fitness. And they think, I don't know, that looks intimidating, that looks difficult. Nope, not intimidating. It's a group workout that you feel really encouraged by because the coaching is fantastic and scientifically proven, and the people who are engaged in that workout want you to do well. You'll feel that. You'll sense that from day one. Go check them out, Orange Theory Fitness. More life, man. That's what it's about, more life. They're always incentivizing. Tell them I sent you. Go to uh, otf.com, orangetheoryfitness.com, and learn more. There's two locations in town. Had to make this one short because irrashafel, warchant.com, so to join us in a moment. this first time we've done it like this i I can see him i'm looking right at him my man warchant.com if you're watching on warchant tv you can see him too his smiling face right there there he is he's going to join us via the video and we'll talk as we're wont to do on mondays hello ira how you doing jeff how's it going good and i hear you clearly and there's no problem this is very exciting it's the little things miracles of modern technology Pretty cool. Okay, so we had a little peek behind the curtain for everybody out there. Our meeting today today as a staff for WarChan, we were talking about how excited we are for coverage and all the things we're going to do for the spring game. What are you most excited about for the spring game? Uh, You know, I guess the whole spring, uh, you know, just uh, really, you know, probably the transfers and the the, the newcomers. I mean, I think we we have a good feel for the returning players. You know, they have all these guys back in the secondary you know, we feel like we know what they've got there. We feel like we know, we know what they've got from uh, some of the linemen. Um, but, you know, and, and some of the skill position guys and Jordan Travis wanting to see what he does. Uh, but really, I think the transfers of wide receiver is probably the biggest thing that everybody's going to be focused on. You know, can, you know, all four of those guys don't need to be stars. But if can they get one or two of those guys to be, you know, not elite wide receivers even, but just be ACC level starting wide receivers, uh, that's going to be a big thing to watch. And then I think, you know, defensive line, the Jared Verse, the transfer uh, from uh, Albany mm-hmm. is a guy that everybody's going to want to see. So, you know, more now that we're into year three, now it's about focusing on the newcomers. You know, the last couple of years, it's been more focused on just what is this Mike Norvell team going to look like? Now I think we're looking at new pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, I get it pumped up with the idea of, um, okay, we're, we're no longer kind of in neutral. Now you got to go, right? And these are the key pieces you're describing that are going to help make this go or not uh, based on what we learn in the spring, right? I think most people, I'll put it this way, as fans, most people are going to be nervous about the spring, possibly in a good way, right? Maybe they, they find and they uncover something that's possible that has not been possible over these last two years, right? Now that you have viable receivers perhaps right all of a sudden you're like okay now we are set to take a huge leap forward but if those guys don't look good at the spring ira everybody's gonna be like oh my god it's another year of this i can't do it you know i i gotta (laughs) think that the offense is gonna look a lot better you know and it's hard to say you know sometimes in the spring sometimes in preseason camp you know it's you know a lot of times maybe the defense has the advantage but you know what we've seen the last couple years really 
since Mike Norvell's been here, and even going back before that a little bit, when you watch the receivers and the DBs go at it in practice, whether it's one-on-ones, whether it's seven-on-seven or 11-on-11, you know, the receivers just have such a hard time to such a degree where we felt like maybe the DBs were better than we thought they were, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and then we found out in the season, no, maybe they're not great, but it's what they're going up against in practice. You just want to see some, you know, I think that's going to be the focal point. They do bring in a couple of transfers on the offensive line. I think everybody's excited about Caden Lyles, the Wisconsin transfer on the offensive line, but I don't know that that's going to splash or make big flash plays for you. Right. But seeing wide receivers beat man coverage I mean, God, it would just be, my, it it's would been be so long. Do you hear the desperation in our voices, guys? You guys watching out there, you can hear it. He's like, imagine a receiver beats a defensive back, maybe not even just once. It happens, like, <laughs> let's say repeatedly. You know what conversation I hope we're having midway through our coverage of spring football? Mm-hmm. How bad is this defense? I want us to be talking about how the secondary can't get stops. It's unbelievable. They're throwing for 400 yards of practice. They cannot stop this receiving core. I want to have that conversation because I know that that's also not true, but it would be nice for once because all we ever do now is talk about how these defensive backs are studs. Wait till this season starts. Look at that group. That's the strength. They're not the strength. They're just going up against ass. <laughs> and Well, and then we'll, then we'll turn it around probably by week two or so. We'll get <laughs> bored with that, and then we'll be like, See, no pass rush without Jermaine Johnson. Jordan Travis <laughs> well, sitting back there all day just picking his defense apart. Yeah, well, no, that's true, too. Uh, all right, Ira, what will you be watching for the rest of this basketball season? Because the last we spoke, there were a couple of games still that we thought if Florida State could somehow find a way to muster to win, they would, they would remain in the conversation. But they're not in the conversation, buddy. They're barely hanging on to the ding-ding. This is a problematic situation, and not all of it is their fault, but more injuries, more problems. What do they need to see? I understand phrasing, everybody. I understand phrasing. Don't worry about my holding on to the ding-ding comment. Uh, everybody knows I'm talking about this. Everybody knows that. So, bottom line, what do you want to see from here? To me, the biggest thing is, can they keep this nucleus, you know, especially the young nucleus, together, invested, and bought into coming back? Because my only concern right now is, if I'm Leonard Hamilton, this coaching staff, is 2023. And I feel like if you, you know, if you get Caleb Mills and Matthew Cleveland and John Butler and, and, mm-hmm. and some of these guys, this group back again for next season, they could be, I mean, I think they could be one of the top 10 teams in the country. I mean, they're, t- they're those are legit NBA players. And it would be, um, you know, just the sky's the limit for that team going into next season. What concerns me right now, and a lot of the questions I've been asking Leonard Hamilton is, you know, how are these younger, younger guys handling this? Because Again, if I'm a you know a guy that's only been here for a year and this is this is not the Florida State program I signed with, you know I, when I sign with Florida State, I'm thinking we're, we're automatic going to the Sweet 16. And right now you're looking at probably not making the tournament. So to me, if I'm Leonard Hamilton and the staff, I'm focused on making sure that all those guys are bought in. Forget about even the NBA possibilities; that's going to happen or it's not going to happen. But just making sure that they all feel good about the future here, because if they can keep that group together. I really think 2023 could be a huge year. How do they uh, – it's going to be interesting what they do in the offseason, Ira, if we're talking about keeping some guys, but also the incoming class isn't the greatest that they've had. I mean, I, I'm not disparaging kids. We'll see. But, I mean, they, on paper, on, on paper. Yeah, on paper it's not a great class. I mean, I want, how, does, how is Leonard going to handle the NIL? 
potential transfers, getting guys, certain guys to have to leave this roster in order to make room because they don't necessarily have that. So I'm, I'm kind of curious your thoughts on how he would put all that together. Yeah, you know, I'm not 100% sure. I do think he made the comment the other day, and I haven't looked into all of the uh, regulations post-COVID mm-hmm. and the relief that they're getting there as far as scholarship goes. Um, you know, I get he made the comment that um, I think he still thinks there would be relief for guys who came in, you know, who 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 stayed because they got that COVID year back. Okay. Um, so I think there's a feeling that if you kept a Malik Osborne, maybe it wouldn't throw your roster out of whack. Um, but but again, I don't know if that's all if that's just what he's hearing or if that's actually what's in place. But um, you know, man, I, I really just think that you know Leonard Hamilton. He's not been the kind of coach that you know just sends guys packing and cuts guys. Of course loose. not, no. But and because we've seen guys on, on this team the last few years who you would have thought he would have done that and he didn't do that. At the same time, you know he knows the potential of this team and he, and he knows what he's got. I don't think there's any way he's going to uh, let any of those guys leave, any of those marquee guys leave if he wants them to stay. They can help him win because you know he's got a commitment to somebody else. So. Uh, I, I have no doubt he'll work it out, and uh, you know I don't know how it's all going to work out in terms of how all the the pegs are going to fit in all the holes. But man, I, you know, again, if he can keep this team intact, they they're going to be a lot of fun to watch next year. I mean, John Butler, I think, is going to be a superstar. I do too. Uh, Matt, Matthew Cleveland's already on the verge of becoming a superstar, uh, and and Caleb Mills, if he doesn't have to be the guy, you know, I think Caleb right now is in a position where he feels like he's got to score thirty for them to have a chance. So he's forcing shots and hunting shots. Yeah, if he can be just another guy in a loaded team, you know, it, it could be really fun. It's a reminder, Ira. I, I bring this up whenever we're kind of feeling a little depressed about what this season is is unraveling towards, and that is the only way expectations uh, are diminished or your feelings are hurt in the midst of a, a problematic season like this is if you came into the season with thoughts of, right, dot dot dot. And the reason we have those thoughts is because they've gone to back-to-back-to-back Sweet 16s because in the last handful of years, Florida State's been an upper echelon to elite ACC team. We don't know how to respond right now, and that's only because we actually came into the season, as we did the year before and the year before, with expectations of a team that would be a team of significance. So on the one hand, it's a reminder of how far they've come to where we could be this disappointed right now. And on the other hand, it is bitterly disappointing because – Right now is where it all heats up, where you look around college basketball and you think about March Madness and you begin to get excited. And then right now for all of us as Knowles, unfortunately, the injuries have really derailed this team. We're kind of bummed out a little bit. Well, it's just been such a roller coaster. You think about the first game of the year. I think it was a season opener. It was a pen, I think, that they played oh, that, in the season yeah. opener. Man, where they look like you're thinking, oh, I mean, this team is unreal. I and mean, they played so well, even against bad competition. They just played really well. They shot yeah, the ball yeah, you're well. Right, you're right. Then you, had, then you had these periods where they looked you know, lost. Then they come back and win six straight, and you're like, okay, they've righted the ship. And and even if they're not that good, is what a six game winning streak or first in the ACC might make you think. They're still a lot better than you you thought. And and man, if they could just go the rest of the season five hundred, a little over five hundred, they're in such good position now that they're going to get a decent seed in the, in the NCAA tournament. And then the wheels just completely fall off again. And then you add in the injuries, and it's just like, man, there's just what's crazy to me is. These last few games, even with all these entries, they've been in all these last few games. So while we can say that maybe they weren't as good as we thought when they were number one in the con- in the conference a few weeks ago, right? You also look at the fact that they're playing without several of their best players, and they've been in all of these recent games that they've lost. So um, you know, again, it just it shows you how thin the margin air is, especially for a team like this. But again, I think it, it speaks to what they could be if those guys come back. Always a pleasure, brother. Be good. Good to see you. Thank you.
Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. Yep. Take care. There's uh, Ira Chappelle. You got to watch him on the War Chant TV feed if you were tuned in there. And if not, you got to hear him as you normally do, which is also a good thing. Yeah, it's funny that he brings this up. Uh, Ira bringing up the, the way that it was such a roller coaster. Well, there's no doubt about that. In fact, when you go back through, Tom, I can almost specifically name how we were feeling at these points. So we come right back off that stretch where there were games missed due to COVID, right? And it's not too far removed from losing to Purdue resoundingly, Syracuse disappointingly, you know, losing to South Carolina 66-65, right? You mixed in a win against Lipscomb before all that. And then you miss all these games, UCF, North Florida, BC, all those games. And when you come back, this is what you do. You come back and you beat Louisville. Uh, you come back, you beat NC State. You lose to Wake. You're like, oof. Then you beat Louisville, you beat Miami, you beat Syracuse, you beat Duke, you beat North Florida in a makeup game, you beat Miami, and you're thinking, holy moly, they figured it out. And those are short week games, too. You had four games yeah. in seven days. You're like, here we go. And now, unfortunately, uh, if it wasn't clear before, it is certainly clear now uh, that when you lose to Georgia Tech, convincingly, and you lose to Virginia Tech, pretty convincingly, and you lose to Clemson, and now you lose again to Wake, and you're losing bodies along the way. I mean, you can make an argument. We'll see because they're resilient and they're tough, and I admire the way they battle. But they'll probably beat Pitt coming up this week, a couple days from now. Uh, Nine o'clock tip, by the way. Is that here or in the cafeteria? That is, that is here, buddy. All right, that, well, that makes a difference. Uh, yeah. Nine o'clock. Always. That's just no respect. But anyhow, nine o'clock for, uh, for the game against Pitt. Probably win that game. Then you're on the road at Chapel Hill, going to lose that game. You're here against Clemson at Duke. Ooh, no, no, not good. At BC, okay, possibly. At Virginia, not going to win that game. Notre Dame here, not going to win that game. NC State here, probably win that game, maybe. And then it's off to your famed incredible run at the Barclays Center, buddy. There it is. It's time. One magic week in Brooklyn. Don't even break out half the plays that we've built for this uh the Harrison Prieto Show. What a movie. One magic week in Brooklyn. There it is. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchard TV. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? Check out BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And you can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to go into a waiting room. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Licensed professional counselors are there, and they specialize in anger, depression, stress, anxiety, to name a few. Anything you share is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, BetterHelp.com slash Cameron. That's BetterHelp.com slash Cameron. You know, by the way, our thanks to Irish Chappelle, WarChant.com. You know, when we were talking about Lovey Smith earlier uh, taking over the Texans, I meant to bring this up. If you were the Texans and you wanted to make a splash and hire a really good coach, a proven really good coach, and make a splash, 
Wouldn't you hire Brian Flores? He was still a candidate as of late last week. And you week. chose Lovey Smith? Oh, is it done now? Well, I mean, they're saying it's done. Oh, boy. You chose Lovey Smith over Brian Flores? What? Boy, the Texans. Well, that's that was the risk Flores took, though. I guess. I mean, certainly. It they- shows you how... how um, Mm-hmm. Dire his circumstances mm-hmm. right now that they would go to Lovey Smith over him. That shows you what well, shows in the you, NFL's eyes. Uh, it shows you the Texans are who we thought they were. I mean, what in the world? You got a chance at that guy? That could be an edict from other ownership, though. You never know. Maybe they got the goods on the uh, Texans owner, and they're like, "Hey, you're not doing this." You'd be like crossing the the line on uh, you know, a scab or something. I- yeah, that'd be that'd be the very point of the lawsuit. <laughs> you could go and go, and you can't do that. It's collusion. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, but we, you know, if you're going to bring I mean, a lawsuit we, against the entity, I mean, no, we no, all no. know the drill. This is what you're putting yourself. Through. Well, actually, while we're on that point, the it's a class action suit. So the real important factor is, and what he's betting on, Brian Flores is that others are going to join the suit. That'll be very interesting to see if that happens um, because of the very thing we're talking about. The second you do, and and uh, we're not even talking about... Like Hugh Jackson is a perfect person to join that suit. Well, or if you're Brian Flores' attorneys, you would say, Hugh, I need you to stand down, Hugh. Um, you don't need to join this. No, no, you, you, you stay over there, Hugh. Thanks for the thanks for thanks for the shout out. We're good. We're good. We don't need you. But that's why he can. He's like, oh, who's going to hire me as a nobody, head coach? Hugh? Nobody. Yeah. We don't need you, man. <laughs> nobody. Um, but no, I just like which of the guys um, that have had to endure this very thing are going to be willing to step in and say, okay, I'll, I'll put my career on the line and do it. I'll put my name on on the line, which is dotted. I'll join because you're right. I mean, it is potentially career-ending. That's a that's a tough one, man. In many ways, it also further bolsters Flores' conviction. I mean, to be willing to do that and to say that he's young. I mean, he's got a career. He's got the potential to be hired during this. Oh, he would have easily been hired during well, this cycle. And easily, I would think. I would think. Um, in fact. Regardless, if I were the Texans, I would I get him on the cheap. Here we go. All right. I couldn't, I mean, I can't fathom how good a deal that would be, right? Goodness. I mean, let's, Lovey Smith, <laughs> what are we doing here? How does nobody on the Texans go, guys? That's been my argument about Joe Webb for a long time. Well, right. Joe Webb getting signed uh, off the street. Repeatedly, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Hadn't well, played a meaningful game since he played uh, that one time for the Vikings when everybody was getting hurt. And there's Joe Webb getting signed five <laughs> years after the fact. I actually think you, Joe Webb is just one example that you could use, but uh, I think it's amazing. Every year when we go into the offseason, and that's what we're about to do right now after this Super Bowl, but we're already in many ways, our heads are already there. You're thinking about the draft. You're thinking about all the mocks that are out. You're talking about guys that are moving up and down in, uh, in positioning-wise, first round, second round, what your team needs. I'm always blown away that when you do the roster check, on all the teams, like let's say you just spend a morning, you're sitting around with your cup of coffee, you're like, okay, let's see what, who needs what, you know, and you're starting to kind of figure it all out. You're amazed by how many names at quarterback you see where you, that guy's still in the league? I had no idea. I thought he retired seven years ago. He's just been standing over there with the greatest job of all time. Because the new rules and, and the vast majority of the rules that protect quarterbacks to the extent that they do 
almost guarantee you're just not going to see a backup quarterback all that frequently. You know, not for any prolonged period of time, maybe a series, maybe a quarter, maybe a game. So you forget, oh, that guy's in the league. He wasn't even good in college. Yeah, Garrett Gilbert. There's one. Is he still in the league? Yeah, he he started a game this year, didn't he? I don't know. Pretty sure. Gary Gilbert did? Yeah. Good. I'll I'll double-check that. But, yeah, he and Colt McCoy are both in there. And he was the guy that came in for Colt McCoy in the Rose Bowl. (laughs) See? That's a great point, Tom. Yeah. You uh, you want to cue it up here? Did I go too long or should we break it? Uh, Well, we got to take it straight to the top uh, of the hour. Fire it up. Go. Let's get some bets in here. Hey, Big Daddy. Having some red Russians tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Big Daddy's done it again. Red Russians all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFloridaPayroll.com. We offered up a few of them earlier in the show. And at the end of last week. But uh, I kind of think Virginia will hang in there. I'll take the 12. I saw I got 12 um, against Duke. Is that game tomorrow, I think? Got to double check. Unless it's a big Monday game. Yeah, I got Hockey's v- back. You got Virginia plus 12. It is? Yeah, even though they had the All-Star game on Saturday, a lot of makeup games for COVID cancellations this week. Carolina-Toronto tonight, unless the Hurricanes did a bunch of partying in Vegas. Which, which could, they very they, well they may very have. well may have yeah, for the, yeah. you know. Plus 110. Carolina is a far better hockey team than Toronto. Wrong team is favored. Take the Hurricanes straight up to win tonight. I like it. By the way, uh, Kansas giving a point to Texas in college basketball. See, we're just peppering you now. That's right. Just peppering Peppers. (laughs) I forgot how good that is. Oh, my goodness gracious. No, but now... Starting really Wednesday, because tomorrow we won't do it on Seminole Headlines, but on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, obviously, get your get your pin in your pad, kids. Life spectator from the top rope. It is a big Monday game, Duke-Virginia, 7 o'clock. All right, there we go. Thank you also, Bob. Just saw that. Appreciate you. Woo! All right, I'm taking the 12 for the Virginia. Come on now, Virginia. Don't you let me down. Don't you do this to me. Here comes Virginia. You weren't ready. I wasn't. That was uh that was rough. It's not usually a basketball one, you know. I got uh, some folks in here. I haven't checked the chat until you just said somebody joined us and I went back to look at it and realized something here. Folks are stepping up. They're giving me suggestions. Yeah. I trust Ed. Ed's, Ed's got good taste. Yeah, he does. All right. And there's a brewery next to it so he knows how to entice me. Just saw it yesterday. Had a birthday week. Good times. Good times. Uh, Garrett Gilbert did play this season. We weren't, Washington. weren't wrong about that? Yeah, he played against uh, Matthews Eagles on December t- uh, 21st. How did he play? Uh, 20 of 31 for a buck 94. No touchdowns, no picks. Anymore, if you're a backup quarterback that people don't even realize is you know they're in the league, just throw the check down all day. Don't turn it over. You'll stay in the league. You don't have to do anything of any consequence. So Matthew was checking depth charts across the National Ooh, Football League. I bet you discovered something unique. Yeah, a guy named Logan Woodside. Do you know who Logan Woodside plays for? No, great name. But uh, no, I don't. He's the backup for Tannehill in Tennessee. 
Logan Woodside is. Logan Woodside. If Tannehill went down, that's who would have been coming in. It's the Logan Woodside show, everybody. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, you can keep going. There, every year I come across three or four names where I go, that's not possible. There's no way. And in particular, you'll find guys that were not even good in college. Where you go, that guy couldn't play when he sucked at TCU. Now look at him. Still in the league, six years in. Excellent in the meetings. Excellent. <laughs> the camaraderie, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. He could spy things on film, too. But, uh, you know, so he helps us. Similar headlines tomorrow. Looking forward to it, guys. We'll get to your uh, questions, headliner questions. Get them into Ira. He'll, he'll post later today, as he's wont to do. You'll also see it on Similar Headlines on Facebook. So uh, plenty of questions to get to. Good work out of you, Tom. Good work you out of you, Matthew, as always. Those are the end of the games. We good? We got three? Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, one more minute uh, to kill. No, so no, I don't know if you got any weird props. Yeah, play the music if you want. I'm getting <laughs> out of here. You're going to give me the probables bed for a minute? I can do it. <laughs> hey, that's... Hopefully soon, two months away. I keep being told, I, I'm told over and over again that we're screwed, that uh, spring training is going to be butchered. You always loved getting the schedule from uh, our friends. At it was the, a great uh, day. Yeah. It's the only piece of mail I ever got at ESPN that I was excited about. <laughs> well, other than when people sent oh, us beer, like yeah, Stelfo. I don't mean that. Yeah. yeah, people who are kind, but I'm saying for the most part, we just got whatever mail. Yeah, if it was in an envelope, yeah. like a regular piece of... Uh, but that day, yeah. you you always knew how excited I was. You'd put it on the edge of my desk over yeah. there. I'd be like, whoa, look at that. It's the schedule. <laughs> I'd be in the back room. Right. You'd hear the echo. All right. All right. We got the schedule, Tom. Here we go. Be good, everybody. Peace. <laughs>